There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. 2012. Yeah. We back up in this. <laughs> Y'all already know. Because I am the baddest of them all. If you ain't about money, then I don't mess with y'all. Y'all think I don't get girls, cause I ain't very tall. If she see my stacks, I bet you that she calls. You know that I am the baddest of them all. Same if you guy, ain't about right? money, then I don't mess with y'all. Y'all think I don't get girls, cause I ain't very tall. If she see my stacks, I bet you that she calls. I had to fight my whole life. I could beat you up even if you had 1,000 knives. Even if you had <laughs> infinity knives. I would heard. punch you up into the air like a kite. I bet you sleep with the nightlight. Cause you're scared of the dark. Cause you stink like a fart. Well, I like your fart on fire with my round. Oh my god. You think I won't? I do it all the time. I bet I got more money than Jay-Z. Compared to me, Jay-Z is lazy. Plus, Beyonce thinks that I'm cute. It's okay, Beyonce, I think you're cute, too. <laughs> That's I like a bit poem. <laughs> with so many girls. Oh, my God. Made out with every girl Welcome in the back. World. Good morning after. Presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. You think this was tongue-in-cheek, or the guy really I don't know. Guy? That was... <laughs> Sorry, Tommy, if you're still in the kitchen you hear this, we apologize for that crap. Oh my God! I don't apologize. That was who outstanding. Did, who did that? Well, that I was, was gonna go with the birthday boy from yesterday, little poopy. <laughs> but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I can't imagine that this. Yeah. I knew Froggy Fresh was clean. Yeah, yeah. I knew so Froggy fresh and fresh so clean. Was talented. Yeah. I can beat you up even if you had a a thousand knives. Infinity knives. He said you had infinity knives. He said Beyonce thinks I'm cute. Well, don't worry, Beyonce. I think you're cute too. Oh a, my God! Is that a local guy or us? Uh, that's Krispy Kreme, Froggy Fresh. You may remember him from such drops as When Is It Okay to Kiss a Guy? And I just always wanted to follow my dreams. Uh, so uh, that is Why him. Why do people like music where people talk about themselves being tough guys? Uh, what's the, what's the so we can all relate to it. I don't know. You can relate to that kind of nonsense? We're all toughs. Yeah, we, I mean, talking about the but four of us. But that's what a lot of music is, is what a great guy I am. Yeah. Bad, what a bad man oh, I am. Oh, it's all over the place, not just music. Go to the fan page. <laughs> you don't go to the fan page. How would you know? No, they all think they're tough. <laughs> when is know? it okay to kiss a guy? There he is. There he is. Froggy Fresh. Froggy and AKA Krispy Kreme. I uh, I posted yesterday. I saw a um, <laughs> I saw a post that somebody put up about Dave Grohl, how he spent uh, Super Bowl Sunday cooking. Yeah, a bunch of pork for like butts. 18 hours for the for poor people. And I just, I just reposted it. I shared it and said, 
I said, this guy is too much because right. he does it all the time. And there are a couple of things. He's great. What a cool dude. And somebody said, so what? You only posted it because yeah. he's a celebrity. If there was just an ordinary person, you wouldn't post it. That's what's wrong with you people. And well, I if it was an ordinary person, we wouldn't know. I just said, dude, you can post what you want. I just saw it, and I thought it was cool that he did it. I said, that's what's wrong with this, why there's so much hate in this country. You post something nice, and you got to find something to poo-poo on it. Yeah. Nah, I, I pay it no mind, brother man. No, and the next post was, do what Doug's does, block him. So I blocked block him. Block him. I deleted, I deleted his post, and I blocked it. There it is. Uh, KG, you're getting a lot of love from the music choices this week. I love the music choices from KG. Keep it up. Crispy uh, Cream, love it, KG. It's from the 573. So uh, <laughs> That was perhaps the worst song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Have you heard a worse song than that ever no, in your life? Mm. How does it even get recorded? Mm. Unless it's a joke. If it's a joke, it's pretty funny. Better than that Whack Mills Brothers stuff you no, like. No, 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 no. That's toe-tapping. That stood the test of time. I'm with you there. That's toe-tapping. Yours was yours sucked, but yeah, I agree <laughs> with you at the Mills Brothers. Well, you guys don't know music, then. Oh, I know a lot about music. No, you don't. I don't even think my dad listened to Mills Brothers, and he listened to everybody. What's no, their, what is it, Jitterbug? What's their, I don't know if that would be Swing... No, the song title. Oh. No, Glowworm. It'd kind of be... Uh, you can't listen to that and not like it. I like it. I think it's kind of... smile on your face. I think it's kind of jazzy swing. That's when Big I said, band? Yeah, when I said yesterday, when I used the term when I play basketball, jive and juke, that was in reference to the old jazz songs, the swing songs, where you kind of mm-hmm. dance to it and then jive and then juke. That's what, we, that's what we refer to. We call it the three J's, jive, juke, and... You would jive and juke while you dance? Jive, juke, and there goes my jock. Huh. Now, you can't honestly say that you hate Glowworm. You don't like a catchy little happy little tune? I don't hate it, but it's no Froggy Fresh. It's better than that nonsense. You wouldn't know good music if it bit you in the ass. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, you know, it's how it is, Doug. It's just like, uh, you know, some people like some things. Yeah, I think it's. A I'm wearing. The, look at me. I'm wearing the hoodie right now. Available at tmastlshop.com. Like I think it's like a terrible things. song, but it's not a terrible if you song. like it, I'm not going to say you you have no taste in music because you like it. That's all that matters. Right. But it's not a terrible. All subjective. Song. It's a very clever yeah. little. I saw a picture. Happy song. I love Glowworm. I also like rap music. I can like both. They're not mutually yeah. exclusive. You're talking about your uh, jersey. I saw a picture. Anna Marie posted some pictures from the vacation because it was her birthday yesterday, and there's a picture of Tim. He's got on a Mound City T-shirt and a dog's hat. So he's repping St. Louis. Always repping, brother man. Always repping. Uh, I had bumps with the Mills Brothers in the Applebee's bathroom. I think they're both in prison now. It's from Rory Pepperpaws. No, they've probably been dead. Like four of them. They've probably been dead. How about one still alive? Mills Brothers. Let's find out. I wouldn't think so. They were big in the, what, yeah. the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah, that's 70, 70 years, years ago. ago. I bet, how about ones in his 90s still alive? I bet not. Uh, it looks like they're all dead. Probably, you don't know them. Probably for some time now. Uh, but there, two of them did play a concert in March of 2005. It's almost 20 years ago. Yeah, right. Uh, it looks like Donald Donald Mills died in 99. John two. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I heard Dean Martin say once that he got his on-stage demeanor from one of the Mills brothers. Really? The guys who was always smiling and happy. And yeah. Dean Martin said, that's what I want to be like right yeah. there. Yeah. He copied his style. Dean you know, Martin. he never he never drank on stage. Dean Martin? I thought he always had the whiskey up on top of the... That was a, just acting. He said it was just something that they started. He said, I never drank on stage. He would smoke, though, wouldn't he? Mm. Oh, they all smoke like fiends. 
Go look at the old Johnny Carson show. Like everybody's on there smoking. Mm-hmm. Johnny just lights a cigarette right in front of his guest, blows it in his face. Right. And everyone just thought, well, that's normal, sure. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I remember there's old film of Everett R. Murrow smoking while he's interviewing, grilling people during an interview and smoking a cigarette. I think Tom Snyder used to do it all the time on his show. Mm-hmm. So tell me tell me about the time you you, you were with Liz Taylor. <laughs> right in his face. Uh, Jackson, I have a student interested in getting into sports media. After listening to that froggy fresh drop, I've reconfirmed my desire to help them break into this industry. It's from Jackson's sport management professor, who was mentioned yesterday. Great guy. So that was a legitimate rap star who sang? No, 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 no. No. Froggy Fresh, while we love him on this presentation mm-hmm. and champion his music, I do a not lo- believe... local guy trying to... I don't even think he's... Uh, is he even local? No, he's not. No, no he's not from... Somewhere down south. I don't know how he got introduced to this. That's a, like a Plowsy or maybe Gangster Pete or something. Maybe Seymour. Yeah, maybe Seymour. Yeah, it that could be Plowsy. Plowsy is a long way. Where did the clip come from? He says, what is it, when is it okay to kiss a guy? That was that recently. On, yeah, that was that recent. Was is that on a song or... No, no. That it's was like a... He's like a TikTok. Yeah, he does like internet stuff. I don't really even know anything about him. But there's that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but the, my sports manager professor is saying that after hearing Froggy Fresh, they they are confirming that they want to get they the want, student. They want into yeah, the sports yeah. media world. And I can't. They blame weren't them. sure before, but yeah. now they they're all in. I know I'm all in, just like uh, you and I are all in with St. Louis Hair Restoration. Doug, look at mm-hmm. that. Look at that mane. That's a mane. You got a mane is what you got. Well, I think if it was a mane, it would go all over my head. Right. Well, we're not I didn't have that. hair no. transplanted on my face and yeah. forehead and che- cheeks and everything. Yeah. Just uh, where you need it, where it's, where it's thin. And boy, does it work. This St. Louis Hair Restoration, they are just dynamite. Boy, does it work. And you know what else? doesn't hurt. That's what everybody always asks me. So did that hurt? Not in the least. They numb it up. They numb it up real, real nice. nice. Like, yeah, you don't nice. feel a thing. I sat there for, oh, about four hours, and you just watch TV, and they brought me food. They brought me some Chick-fil-A and while they work on your head, and you don't feel anything, and then you're done, and then you just sit back, and you wait for the follicles to grow, and now I have follicular verticality. Ooh, tough town. Copulation, Doug. Yeah. Yep. And you'll be glad you did it. A lot of people say, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't think it, it might not work. It works. It works great. So if it's something that's bothered you, if you're tired of never having a good hair day, of not looking the way you want to look, you call St. Louis Hair Restoration. They will take care of you. There's all kinds of different options to make it work. I had the FUE procedure. There's also the FUT where they can transplant even more hair than, than I had done. But it, it works, and it works great, and sometimes you don't need a transplant at all. No, nope, Just nope. Jackson and his quaff. Right, yeah. Making a real comeback when it, ter- when it turns my hair. I was kind of thinning towards the crown. Had a little bit of movement back with the hairline. We're seeing improvements certainly on the crown and on the hairline. That's because I take this finasteride every day that they suggested I take. And then they gave me this laser cap. You put on this laser cap mm-hmm. six minutes a night. Really, really helps out. You go to St. Louis Hair Restoration. You walk in there. They'll give you a free hair consultation. They'll take a look at your head and say, all right, this is what your situation is. And this is the next best option for you for treatment. And if you go through with that treatment, you mentioned TMA. You get $250 off of a hair treatment just by saying TMA. Super easy. If you're looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, I just don't have the confidence I once did, or I'm always wearing a hat because I'm nervous people will see my head, don't be like that. Go check out our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. They really know what they're doing. They're patients of their own product. They can help you out no matter what your situation is. That's St. Louis Hair Restoration. Doug, uh, I, I got to tell you, last night I, I had a friend over, mm-hmm. and I was kind of looking to set the mood a little bit. Ooh. So naturally, uh, we went through the Doug Unplugs playlist yeah. on YouTube. Hot. 
the playlist. Yeah, if you type in Doug Unplugged, you can like, it'll play just back to back to back, Doug oh, Unplugged. Will. Okay. And this isn't the important part. It did set the mood, but the reason I bring it up was the hair. You can really tell a difference from oh, yeah. pre oh, and post oh, oh. hair treatment. It's remarkable. And I see, I see some of my own. I feel pictures. like you've lost some weight too since. Oh then. yeah. Well, yeah, I did. I, yeah. yeah, I lost about twenty. Pounds. You're just getting better with age. Like a fine one. Yeah. And Boy. it set the mood. You did. What the, kind of mood did it set? A sexy one. Yeah. Yeah. You get lucky. We're on the radio, Doug. I'm not. <laughs> gonna say. How could you not if yeah. you're watching some? It was like you were there, there, though. I'll right. tell you that. Yeah. Right, right. I usually go with the Miami days when I'm setting the mood. Uh, I like to bring those back out. It's kind of that Art Deco vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, but Doug Unplugged certainly will do the trick in the pinch because, especially when you get that voice was pitched up. Was there one up. in particular? Was I topless or something? Was it pool scene or? Uh, there, there was one where you were laying by the pool. I believe uh, I saw two of your sons there. Yeah. You were talking about uh, the weather down in Florida. Mm -hmm. And at one point you were in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh. Uh, what looked like maybe some compression socks. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Circulation. So. You were doing a little hula dance. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it was over for me at that yeah. point. I bet. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. almost unfair. Yeah. yeah. Really. Oh, God. That is. Hello, ratings. Mm, I like when you get the sunscreen in your eyes. That's the one I was looking for, but uh, I couldn't. Uh, they might have flagged that one. Yeah. It's too hot. Too hot for TV. Too oh, hot for YouTube. Spring training one? Yeah. yeah. That one's really good. Brooke Grimsley threw water in my face. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She is featured in that. Speaking of spring training and the Cardinals, uh, Oliver Marmol was on with MLB Network yesterday talking about the upcoming season, some of the younger players, some of the veteran starters. Here is audio from Ali Marmol yesterday on MLB Network. Oh. Is he on this thing like every other week, every other day? It's like the third clip we've had from MLB Network with Ali Marmol. I don't know, but we got this right here. Bring it. Ali, you bring up some of the young guys uh, in your organization that are going to be in your lineup, that are going to be a part of this team. Uh, you know, I think of Nolan Gorman, Lars Nupar. They, they took some steps forward, it seemed like, last year for sure. Um, you've got guys like Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, uh, Alec Burleson, who have been up but, but maybe haven't necessarily shown everything that you want to see from them. What do you expect from those guys, and, and what do you expect from, you know, this young core that you're trying to bring up for this organization to help push it forward? Yeah, these guys have a lot of, of skill, man. When you talk about Gorman, um, the season we're expecting from him, the way he's prepared this offseason to just get his body right in order to be in the lineup more often and just stay healthy, um, he's done some meaningful things to make sure that happens. So uh, we're expecting a big year out of him. This is a power bat that uh, he, he's scary when he's right. And then you, you add Newport to that mix. Um, another year of experience underneath his belt could be meaningful as well. And then some of those guys in, in Jordan Walker, man, this is a guy, you, you got to remember he hasn't played outfield for, for a very long time he's made that transition we're asking him to make adjustments at the highest level and at the end of the day the, the more games he gets underneath his belt um, the more comfortable and confident he's going to be uh, Mason Wynn he's working hard um, he's shown what he can do defensively he's working on that offense and uh, he's going to be just fine so we do have a young group that uh, is exciting um, to go along with the veteran group that we brought in there's Ali Marmol on the MLB Network. Just word vomit. I could not be any less of a fan. I'm not trying to. Yeah, you're sitting in that chair. But yeah, I just can't. I can't with this guy. It's like an AI-generated manager. Yeah, the response is there now on what he was actually saying, like about Gorman especially, and maybe this is the optimist in me, Doug. But when you look at last year, you know, pitching was obviously the main issue. If you're talking about like headline issues, a pyramid, that's certainly the. the base of the pyramid was the problem was pitching mm -hmm. however there was so many stretches of the season where the offense was doing nothing like gore or arenado and goldsman were playing up to snuff 
Contreras was in and out of the lineup, and they just weren't getting anything really from anyone else. If you can get solid production out of guys like Gorman, if Walker can continue to develop, if Mason Wynn can step mm-hmm. it up at the plate, which evidence would say that you know every level he gets to, it takes him about a month, but then he kind of gets right. You would think that they could, like, that's a couple wins right there just based on that. And that's not even talking about Arenado and Goldschmidt playing up to their standard. And I'm not saying that's a guarantee. Goldie's getting a little bit longer in the tooth, as is Arenado to a lesser extent. But if you can get even part of that back, I just don't see another situation where they lose 91 games. No. If I'm not mistaken, I think their offense was still in, like, the top third of the national They came around. They came around. But there was, like, it was unfortunate timing because when the stretches where the pitching was really bad, the offense was also really bad. So they just weren't getting any, like, they just couldn't get anything going. But at least I don't recall what the stat was at the end of the year. But deep into the season, they were by far leading the major leagues in blown saves. Yeah, right. That's another huge, huge element of it. Uh, Is it just because we're not at spring training, or does there seem to be a little less buzz around the Cardinals starting spring training this year than normal years? Hmm. That's a good question. After last year, probably. It used to be that it was a really big deal when spring training started. You think that's, that's big? All you, yeah. I don't know if it's just me. Because we were there. Because we're not there and yeah. we're not around. That could be. I think maybe limited media being there is part of it. I mean, all, obviously all the ball writers are down there and yeah. then local news is down there. But, you know, like we're not down there and one-on-one's not down there. Like maybe that is part of it. It must be. Well, and you got to think. We're kind of a battle hawks town now, so I think that's... <laughs> yeah, McCarran's coming back. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the new uniforms for the dogs? Um, what exactly does that mean when he says to Gorman? You know, he's going to be our everyday guy, so uh, he's worked harder. He's got his body in, body in uh, position that he needs it from last year. So what, last year he said, I'm not going to play every day. I'm not going to work out as much. I'm an everyday player. I better work out more. That didn't make any sense. Well, I remember Doug complaining last year that Gorman would go on the hot streak and then they would take him out of the lineup because yeah. he's a you know with the lefty righty thing. How he's ever out of the lineup? He I should play know. every single day. Every single day. Somewhere. Every single day. Because I mean, uh, he's got the potential for forty bombs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that's yeah, out of the yeah. question even for this year. So I absolutely play him every day. He's a big. He's like six one two ten. That's a that's a that's a strong man right yeah. there. That's a that's a tough to move over. Yeah. Well, maybe if you keep a lineup together. I think in their first 40 games last year, they had 38 different starting outfield combinations. Yeah. Out of last the first the 40, 38 were different. Yeah, the outfield last year was yeah. a mess. Well, so it happens, still might be a mess this That year. happens when you trash your starting center field. <laughs> so he doesn't try, and then you tell your catcher you're an outfielder. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, did you see Giovanni Gallegos? I was just going to say, he looks lost shape a ton of, of weight. Going free and easy and yep. best shape of his life. He needs a new, speaking of the uniforms, which were... I just every time I see them, I just I'm like, it's not the front. The front looks fine. It's the numbers and. Uh, but is this just for the, the spring? I think it's for the rest of the season. No. I think it's for the whole season. So not optimal by any means. No. But uh, Giovanni Cayegos lost all that weight. It looks like they just gave him last year's uniform because it's hanging off him. I know some guys like the looser uniforms, but he may have been solely responsible for the implementation of the pitch count. <laughs> he takes. He was the slowest damn one oh, I think God. I've ever seen. He's, I used to time him at home with the stopwatch. He takes home. forever. Somebody take fifty seconds between pitches. He takes forever. I remember Isringhausen used to take a while too, where he would walk to the front of the mound, catch yeah. the ball, walk to the back of the mound, get up there. But Gallegos is the next level. That's why I like when they would bring in Jake Woodford because he would catch it and sling it yeah. right back. He was Bob Gibson was quick. famous for that too. Yeah. Speaking of Bob, sometimes G- it would take yeah. seven or eight yeah, seconds gotcha. between pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. He was, and it, that that was the famous Bob Gibson games would be like less than two hours, right? Yeah. And he yeah, would have. Got a hit yeah, he would have eight, eight and yeah. a third, and uh, but it's just everybody's more on their toes. Certainly, it's, it's more interesting. You'd think the pitcher would get into better rhythm like that. It's like 
sitting over a short putt in golf. Right. If you stand there long enough, it becomes a tough putt. Right. Or a free throw. Like it's yeah. it's all the same. Like catch and shoot it. Muscle uh-huh. memory. Don't think about it too much. But right. KG and I were on the same page about to say when you mentioned Bob Gibson that Jack Flaherty is wearing number 45 for the Detroit Tigers oh. in honor of uh, Bob Gibson, oh, who he, right. he credits a lot in his early years to being very instrumental in his development yeah. as Harrison Bayer did uh, I think a week or two ago when he was on Xavier Scruggs show talking about, you know, how important it was to have guys like Gibson and Lou Brock, especially for someone like Bader or William McGee, who Bader says is like his favorite person ever to like be there. And I think that's such a huge credit to both the Cardinals and all those guys who always stick around. I mean, Ozzie Smith is the perfect example yeah. of a guy who still lives here and is always involved with the team. It's really cool. I don't know. He always gets down there to spring training for oh, a week yeah. or so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ozzie? Yeah. 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 yeah, this weather and, weather and get down to Florida. All expenses paid. Not that he needs it, but. Yeah, and I'm sure he likes working with the young guys. and They like seeing him. And Is he, Willie still on the staff? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All number 51. Yeah, Harrison Bader said Willie was just the best to him. And uh, we talked about that on 101 with, the, like, the retire 51 thing and that campaign that. Inside STL and Tim were, you can't retire 51. Why not? Well, they have a rule kind of as well, like the a, only Hall of Famers go He's a good in. ball player. But he's just not retired my number player. He was an MVP. So, one year? I think he won a, a couple batting titles, didn't he? One, I think. I think he tied with Hernandez, didn't he, one year? Uh, maybe. I think there's a, a large contingent a of, good, of good ball players. He's very, like very likable. Everybody liked him. That doesn't mean you retire his number. Well, the Cardinals' kind of rule is that you have to be a Hall of Famer yeah, pretty much. to be a retired number. That is certainly the case for everybody who is. Other than Ken Boyer. Number. Ken Boyer's retired, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. Right. Doesn't, didn't he share a number with somebody, or am I thinking? Boyer, no. no. Okay. He was 14. Yeah, I thought for, like, one of the Dean brothers was 14 as well, but I'm wrong on that. 17. 17, he? 17, 17, 17. You're right. Yeah, I mean, he's... He does have a red jacket, though, right, Willie? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's fine. You should have a red jacket, but he's, you know, retire number. Iggy, do you think you should have a red jacket? Good a producer? I didn't work? play for the Cardinals, so... Oh. No. Two batting titles. Kenny is wrong again. It's from the 3 and 4 I just... Did he tie one? So uh, all I got is two batting titles from the three on four. It seems like maybe we should have a, a certain colored sport coat that we could give to some of the Hall of Fame listeners. Ooh. Pink and gray. <laughs> yeah. Pink and gray pops. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because they would probably enjoy wearing those to the right. events. Yeah, that and then the, a bust too of their of the face. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could do some of that we work. Could just make something out of clay, real quick. Like yeah, well, you, fifth grade art projects you yeah. used to have. Well, and since you've left Camo V, you've gotten really into paper mache. I know, so... And then paper mache, yeah. Yeah, so the I think... The cat was big. He had a kiln. <laughs> right, pottery. Well, that was his life... Yeah, that yeah. was his life goal. Was I know for this pottery. month, we're giving away the um, <clears throat> limited edition, only 12 available of the... Uh, That's right. For the listener coolers. of the month. Or tumblers. Tumblers. I think one year, one week, uh, or one month, we should give away... Uh, we should all have bobbleheads. We give away bobbleheads of us. Well, the problem with that is to get them made, you got to have like a... Hundred thousand of them made, or something, some outrageous number. Yeah, that's it's true. Very you can't just make three or four. No, I uh, had a friend do that one year, make bobbleheads of himself and give them out as Christmas gifts. I don't know. I don't know how many. You have many to have made. I'm not sure. Is that, look into it though. Is that a little, little bit of look at me? A little narcissistic. Knowing this guy's personality, <laughs> it was like a good yeah. little joke. Okay. Yeah. I mean, somebody made a hundred thousand Bill James bobbleheads. I mean, they must have a ton of those still left over. I, I don't know that hundred thousand is the number, but I'm I'm sure it's it's not. I know what you're saying. You can't if you have. Two made is probably going to cost you $300 to have yeah, two made. Yeah, but... probably pretty crazy. Uh, these are 
William McGee's accolades, four-time All-Star, World Series champion in 1982, NL MVP in 1985. He's a three-time Gold Glove winner in 83, 85, and 86. Silver Slugger in 85, two-time NL batting champion in 1985 and 1990, and, of course, a St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Famer. I think you just said one MVP there, didn't you? Correct. He won in 85. All right. What about the guy who said he's got two MVPs? He's wrong again. He said two-time batting champion. Well, I didn't say batting champion. I said MVP. But you say tied one of those batting titles. He did not. I, we were talking about MVPs. We were talking about his, the two batting titles. Oh, I thought you meant MVPs. I don't give. I don't care about batting titles. <laughs> yeah, that's meaningless. Yeah, stat. best hitter in National League. Hernandez means nothing. shared the MVP with Willie Stargell one year. Okay, I knew there was a Hernandez tied somebody. Yeah. So I was thinking MVP. So I'm sorry if I said you were talking about batting titles. I was talking MVP. So yeah, Major League Hall of Famer. Probably not. Probably borderline. Yeah, he's probably well, right. Not there. even borderline. Well, I don't know. MVP, Darn man. Good player. Oh, yeah, so you win one MVP, you have one good year. That's not. Well, he didn't in, have you one good year. He didn't have but one. But the MVP is one good year. No, one isn't. outstanding, better yeah. than everybody year. That's one year where he was the be- like the best player in the world. Well, he had the best stats that one year. Okay, you can't. <laughs> it argue. seems like you're moving the. Do you think he was the best player in Major League Baseball that year? In 1985, well, apparently no. everyone did. In the National League, that's no, what MVP he just, is. He just, had a, he just had a year when he had great stats, and it's voted on. It's not like. But uh, that's what makes you the best is that you had the best year. Jesus, he hit 353 in 1985. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! Well, Second well, highest for a switch hitter in NL history. He's, he's not even a borderline Hall of Famer. And he had 56 stolen bases. Holy yeah. crap. Well, he didn't have the traditional career-long numbers that generally go with the Hall of Famers. You know, he's not close to 500 home God, I'm not saying he's a terrible 3, player. 3,000 hits. I'm just saying he's not even borderline Hall of Fame. What, what's the highest percentage you ever got in the know. ballot? Well, Edmonds didn't get a very high percentage either, but I think he's borderline Hall of Fame. I think, yeah, I think he should be in. No, I think he'll be voted in when it gets to the old-timers, but... Yeah, I don't think he was ever going to get voted in. Well, I don't know how many MVPs that the Cardinals have had whose numbers would not be retired. I guess Hernandez would be one. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess I guess it's like dependent on how long you play in the St. Louis. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine they have Orlando Cepeda's number is not uh-uh. retired. No, I think I can MVP. do all of them. Ozzy. The numbers that are retired? Yeah, Ozzy, Red Shane, Deist, uh, I mean, Yadi and Albert eventually will be. Uh, Stan, uh, Anna Slaughter, mm-hmm. Tony, uh, Ken Boyer, Boyer. Dizzy Dean, uh, Lou Brock, Whitey Herzog, mm-hmm. uh, nobody in the 30s, I don't believe, Bruce Souter slash Jackie Robinson, and then... Uh, Jack Buck's retired under 85. Oh, no, Gussie Bush is retired under 85. Jack Buck has a microphone, and uh, what's his name? Has no number, but... Uh, Roger Hornsby. Roger Hornsby. I think I just got it. I think you did. Look at me go. Little star well I am Well done. Over here. Well done. Yeah. He is so dumb. Oh, my God. That's from Brian Henshaw. I don't know mm. what that's in reference to. Oh, that got him. Yeah, who's he talking about? about 15% Chris. Who's he talking about? Willie obviously turned Leather down for an interview at some point. Let it go, sassy pants. That's from Joan Jett's Groping Hand. No, I've interviewed him. He's a terrible interview. Who's Mort (laughs) Cooper? Oh, gosh. Who's who? Mort Cooper. Uh, He was one of the Cooper brothers who played for the Cardinals like in the 40s, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. on that 44 team. Cooper were brothers. I think he was a catcher. Is he on the same team as Slats? (laughs) I got their their McDonald's cards. 
Remember those cars McDonald's put on there? There's like 54 yep. of them. Mm. I got every one of them. Okay. MVP in 42. Was he really? Yeah. I'd never heard that. Borderline Hall of Famer. Uh, you forgot ten, Ted Simmons, number 23, retired a couple years ago. Did Ted Simmons get his number retired? I didn't think no, that. I no. didn't think so. He I think he got a red jacket. jacket. He got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So now he, he probably he'll will be. Famer, he'll be the next number retired. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bob Gibson. What am I talking about? 45. Oh. Big miss on my part. 45. Bob Gibson. Yep. Yep. My bad. My bad. Uh, tell you what, William McGee may be the most beloved cardinal of all time, but he never bagged the queen of mean or picked off a German grandmother with a BB. That's from Al in Dadeville. Yeah, he was a fan favorite. That's why everybody thinks he's borderline Hall of Famer and should have his number retired because he's a beloved player. Everybody loved William McGee. And I think it started when he got caught rounding third base and got tagged out and everybody started saying E.T. call home. <laughs> and everybody started loving him after that. Hmm. Uh, Jackson, how about the Blues retired numbers? Uh, I just want my shave my balls for this. I can get Al McGinnis, number two. Yeah. I can get Bobby Plager, number six. How about when Gasoff had Bobby Plager was number five. He was number five? Yeah. Okay, then that's all I got. Uh, uh, Red Berenson, number seven. Barkley Plager, number eight. Barkley Plager, okay. number eight. Hull at 16. Okay. And doesn't everyone retire Gretzky's number or just no one wears 99? No. Just nobody wears 99. Uh, Al Arbor, number three. He was two. Was he two? I think Gasoff was three. Yeah. No, McKinnis was two. McKinnis is number retired, not Arbor. Al Arbor's not? He only played here a couple of years. Uh, Ted Simmons' number is retired. This is on St. Louis Cardinals' website. Is it? I didn't. I, I, Must have missed that. They haven't had the It was in 2021, they said. That's what I'm getting texts. Multiple people saying. Oh, gosh. So, Ted Simmons. Oh. All right. My apologies. He has unbelievable hair. Always has. Oh, my yeah. God. What a head of hair. Anytime with opening day when they do the, the trucks and they all pop out, Ted Simmons comes out with that flowing, flowing gray hair. He had that as a hair. player, too. He had it really? almost to his shoulder. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one worked for the George Steinbrenner and the Yankees, no. I'll tell you that much. What's weird about him is he would always be up in the Cardinal press box. He's always, I think he was scouting for maybe the Brewers at the time. He's always in the press box. And he would never want to do a radio interview. I or say, any kind of interview. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say you, want, you want to come on tomorrow? No, I don't. You know, I don't like talking on the radio. But then you sit up next to him. You could talk for an hour with him about baseball, and he just chats your ear off. If you're just sitting there talking to him in the press box, but you want to come on the radio, nah, I can't do that. Yeah, Arbor is not a retired number. You butthole. That's from the oh. Veiled Prophet. I felt like that was a little much. Uh, Twenty percent press. Just guessing. Just go ahead and shoot me. Uh, we got a concert announcement when we come back. They didn't retire. Concert announcement when we come back. Demetra, they may have thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean, Glenn Hall didn't play her that long. He should probably be retired. He took him to, what, two Stanley Cup finals before he left. Yeah. Same with Jacques Plant. Timmy Ecclestone. No, he was not a star player. No, he wasn't. There weren't a lot of star players in that team. Noah Picard, good player. Who's that guy you like this year, Doug, the younger guy? His name is kind of funny. I can't remember it. Not Jimmy Snuggerud, but you you said once this guy Scrap comes. Scrapiron Sunvolt? <laughs> no, not Sunvolt. <laughs> It was, it was, I can't remember the name. If someone remembers the name that Doug enjoyed earlier this year with the Blues, Blues text. No, not Jimmy Snuggerer. That's Jimmy Snipes. Sunquist? No, not Oscar's Sunquist. That's what I was thinking. Scrapper and Sunquist. No, I can't remember this guy's name. But you're like, once we bring this guy up, everything's going to change. And I, just, I can't remember the name. So if someone can remember it, I would uh, I'd very much appreciate it. Squeaky saying, from? Uh, no, Squeaky from? Yeah. Federico 24. Uh, Federico 24, Pronger 44, also retired. That's yeah. from Vic Tanny, aerobics instructor. Yeah, okay, great. Well, we have you time to look it up, so thanks. I uh, can't wait for the Battlehawks to retire McCarron's number. It's from Rory Pepperpaws. 
Is he 12? What number is he? 10, 10? I think. 10? That's a great, that's the quarterback number in my eyes. Oh, really? Number 10 is the quarterback number. And I think it's either 7 or 10. That's what I think of when I think of quarterbacks. See the guy that had a good-looking girlfriend that Brent Musburger yeah. called out? Yeah. Uh, Catherine yeah. Webb? Mm-hmm. Catherine Webb, yeah. Nailed it. She's still married to him? I think they are. She ever yeah. come to games? Uh, yeah. Yes. Was I remember there was... a shot with her? No, let's get her on the air. Oh, gosh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Doug Wickenheiser, number 14. That's from the 407. Where the hell is that? 407? You're good at area code, Ziggs. That's uh, Orlando. Is that really? Yeah, look at you. This guy. Oh. Boy. That, you're like a savant when it comes to area codes. Well, is that because the... Oh, yeah, and producing days, too. Well, producing days, I used to know all those area codes. Yeah. Damn it, I can't remember this guy's. It was like Clint something. I swear, I can't. Damn it, I can't remember it. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with it today at like noon, and it'll okay. piss me off. Uh, but what, what, what won't piss me off is going over to Circa Sports and doing some betting. That's fun is what that is. The world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now in Illinois. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. Doug, football season is behind us, but still a ton of hockey and basketball left to be played and wagered on along with a number of other sports. But we're talking about March Madness, baby. We're talking about March Madness, which is coming up right around the corner. It's a, a lot of people just, they, I know some people take off of work that Thursday and Friday so they can hang out with their friends and watch the games and do a little bit of wagering, you know, whether it be you think, uh, you know, a 15 seed's going to take down a two seed. You get some yeah. great odds on that. Whether you like the over under in that eight nine battle uh, in whatever city it's going to be in, March Madness is so much fun to bet on. I, I know I personally uh, love hanging out with my friends on that, like, Friday and Saturday afternoons and just watching the games, putting in a little wagers. Maybe all six of me and my buddies put in the same bet so we're all rooting for the same thing. It's a ton of fun on schools that, you know, usually don't think about, but I really enjoy it. March Madness, a lot of people's favorite time of the sports year and a great opportunity to do some wagering. And if you're going to do that, let me suggest the Circus Sports app located in Illinois. Visit CircusSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Doug, I talked about Jack Buck when I was talking about retired numbers. Yeah. MLB Network, once again, you know, I'll bring up MLB Network, but they did a little, a really cool thing about Joe and Jack Buck. And uh, Jack mm. Buck's call of We Will See You Tomorrow Night. And it's about a two-minute audio clip. It's not really much, you know, relevant to, like, right this very second. I just thought it was really I'd cool. I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear it as well. All right, hit the lever, please, Gene. Yeah. Another lovely touch throughout his career. Jack Buck had, Jack had a number of memorable calls, which are familiar even to young fans who never heard him in real time. Go crazy, folks, go crazy. Or we'll see you tomorrow night. Into deep left center from Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. And no one other than Joe Buck had the right to reprise that call, which he did at appropriate times. Troy Percival, who's five for five and saved chances in seven games this postseason, trying to force game seven. 
Temperature continues to fall here in Boston as we move to the bottom of the 12, the 4-4 game. Now it's David Ortiz. Ortiz in the deep right field. Back is Sheffield. We'll see you later tonight. David Freeze, who with two outs and two strikes, tied this game in the ninth. Well, Bob, of course, that last one's probably the most famous, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so beautiful to see it together as a trilogy. Going back to 2002, remember, that's only five or six months after we lost yes. his father. Mm -hmm. And it was, to me, just a subtle tribute to his dad that not everybody picked up on at that time. And then the Ortiz home run is perfect because, obviously, we're past midnight at yeah. that point, so we'll see you later on tonight. Put a little twist on it. And then the most famous one, just it's just a beautiful trilogy and a great tribute to his dad. And the symmetry on the one in 2011 the freeze home run they're both game sixes they're separated by 20 years it's the home team winning on a walk-off home run and forcing a game seven perfectly bookending what his dad did in 1991 20 years later I really like that I never knew Joe Buck did it more than once I didn't I don't remember the other two mm -mm. Uh, Joe Buck so that was tweeted out by MLB Network uh, yesterday as they were uh, they were profiling the broadcast career of Joe Buck last night on MLB Network. And he said in response to the tweet, I absolutely cannot thank MLB Network enough for this hour, showing my little boys what dad used to do. My girls lived it. It's like my opit. But I'm proud and thankful for MLB on Fox for letting me do the games of a, broad, of a broadcaster's dreams. So he was very thankful. I, I just thought that was really – my dad sent it over to me last night. And I thought it was really cool because I remember in 11, similar to you, Iggy, I didn't know that he had done it before that. Uh, but the 2011 one obviously is so memorable yeah. in St. Louis's eyes, and it's like the perfect cherry on top to such a, I mean, incredible euphoric moment for St. Louis sports and to honor That'd Jack be the Buck. favorite sports memory that a lot of St. Louisans have. Yeah, that in 2019, time. 2019 yeah. Blues and yeah. 2011. For me personally, like people my age, maybe five years older, five years younger, certainly remember 2011, mm -hmm. 2019, and those two. I mean, for uh, if you were to go around like the country, each sports city, you'd be hard pressed to find two better moments for a young sports fan than 2011, 2019. Yeah, until 11, mine would have been 82 when I was sitting in the seats and right, right. Suter struck out, and that Suter, um, yeah, Suter. Well, yeah, those six struck but, out. Yeah, but still, no, to win the World Series when he struck out Gorman Thomas, Thomas, 82. When I said 82, didn't no, no, I'm talking about like, but there was 06 in between 82 and 2011. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember what the winning out was. Uh, Wayne struck out Brandon Inge. I'm mistaken. Mm -hmm. I watched that World Series DVD 1,000 times. Billy Bob Thornton yep. did the voiceover for it, and I watched it so many times. We really have been incredibly spoiled in this city with some great, mm -hmm. great uh, yeah. radio and TV guys. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, football moments with the Rams. Yeah. The Mike Shannon call the 06 uh, World Series, the final out, is really, really great. All those guys who were working over Cam Wex at the time, like a who's who of... I mean, at one time you had Starr, Deardorff, Costas, Buck. Yeah. I mean, crazy. all working over Cam Wex. Yeah, it's crazy. That it's last... For me to, to hear Joe Buck talk about baseball like what his dad used to do right like he's done really yeah i know i don't want you to be done i know i know i want you to keep doing it i know you understand from his perspective like how could you you know turn he works he was working 
you know, doing U.S. Oh. Open and baseball and football. It's Small crazy kids. schedule. Yeah. In the bank. And now all he has to do, and now all he does is Monday Night Football. Like you totally get yeah. it from his perspective. Oh, yeah. But it, I mean, the uh, his voice is simply big game voice. And that's what you like for me, especially. All I know is Joe Buck calling the World Series. Yeah. So it's definitely I get the changed. same thing, of course. Please come back and do 45 seconds of sports. Please, yes. Yep. We need some highlights of games we've already seen. <laughs> Please do this for us. No. We need more live no, shots we can't. from. Millions in the bank. And guys in our <laughs> era, Doug, we kind of took it for granted of the great people we had working in the city. And, and people are going to say this is a dig me moment, but it's not because it's probably the one thing I'll remember. Uh, as long as I work in this business, is first year covering, um, getting a credential to go in the press box. And I was doing the, um, God, what was his name? Jerry Gross show from Lou Brock's restaurant. And it was on in St. Louis on 590, but it was a national show. And that's the show I was producing. And so I go up in the press box, and there's Jack Buck sitting at a, one of those table for two along the window. I just walked up and introduced myself. I said, Mr. Buck Kenny Strode from 590 and the Jerry Gross shows. Familiar with your work, kid. And I'd never forget that, that, that he actually listened to the radio. Because uh, Gross would mention me all the time, producer Kenny Strode, great job, Kenny Strode, getting this guy on, blah, blah, blah. For him to listen to it and remember my name and say, familiar with your work, kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And then we became friends where it was cool to go up Good in the press friends. box. Yeah. Well, we were. And then after the yeah. games, you know, you get up there, you're sitting there with Buck and Shannon having a beer. Just the three of you. Well, there were other people around, other writers around and things like that. But, you know, you, to be able to sit with those guys after a game, and that's when they had the beer tap up there. You could actually get a beer after the game, uh, sit up in the press box and listen to these guys tell stories. and You know, you don't take that for Extre- granted because those guys impactful. were great. Yeah, extremely impactful. Uh, now go ahead. Say it was a dig me thing. I don't care. No, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's going to come in, but uh, you you prefaced it. Still get chills hearing that freeze call. My nipples are hard. That's from Flip Wilson. The last call still gives me chills. It's from the 830 Recreator. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah. 2011. Yeah, if you ever need perfect. like a, a rush of dopamine firing up mm-hmm. like the last five minutes, you know, or like the freeze Berkman and then freeze home run of 2011 game six is – about as good as you can do. Maybe yeah. Pat Maroon's double overtime goal. You know what else is good is seeing videos that people took, people that yeah. were at the game or at home watching the game, yeah. took it, them reacting to that home run. Oh, yeah. Just going absolutely bat crap crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And it was the freeze, the home run, I remember watching it and, like, think, like, he hit off the bat, and I was like, is that it? And then you saw everyone kind of gather towards where there was gonna, the ball was going to land. You're like, oh, my God, I cannot believe my eyes right now. And yeah. that was... Who was the backup catcher at that time? I can picture him, like, high-stepping. Oh, yeah, Gerald Laird. Gerald Laird, yeah, high-stepped, and Lance Burfin ran into the umpire and apologized to him. Yeah, sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, you know, being a St. Louis kid and doing that in front of the home crowd and just the cheer? I mean, God, that's got to be a rush. Oh, that's, that's, mm-hmm. there's no, there can be no higher high for an athlete than doing that. I, I, I can imagine, I would say. I don't know, obviously, but... Yeah, that is you. It's what you pre- like pretend in your mind when you're yeah. in your backyard at eight years old. You know. I guess the only thing better is if it had been game, game seven. seven, right? It's right. The only thing that could right, like Joe Carter kind of stuff. Yeah. Bill Mazeroski. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, Doug, the Illinois Recovery Center presents your uh, suspension log, mm-hmm. which has been a little bit lighter this week than I would have anticipated. Well, but, you, haven't, uh, you haven't read a whole lot of vile text or anything. Yeah, emails have been a little bit more vile. Yeah. But uh, KG, can I hear about the Illinois Recovery Center? Transform your story at Illinois Recovery Center. At Illinois Recovery Center, Illinois Recovery Center, the team believes in the strength 
of every individual's journey to recovery. Whether you're taking the first step or continuing your path, the IRC's dedicated team is here to support you. Discover the path to lasting recovery and renewal at Illinois Recovery Center, where compassionate support meets personalized care for your unique journey. The IRC builds unwavering determination to thrive beyond the shadows of the past. Whether you've made the life-saving choice to seek help on your own or you want to be prepared for the other end of an addiction intervention with a loved one, the chance to learn about addiction recovery is available to you at the Illinois Recovery Center in Swansea. If you or someone you know wants more information about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or visit IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's Illinois Recovery Center. All right, it's 929 in St. Louis. We're going to close out our 8 o'clock hour at 929. Uh, On the other side of the break, we'll have the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day, and that will be the final segment of the week. Come Monday, Tim will be back. Hopefully the Plowhawk will be back in his usual seat, but we thank KG very much for his work this week. He's been outstanding, instrumental in helping me out with some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, so we thank him. But we'll be at full strength come Monday, back on Balloon Party from 10 to 11, and then QFTA will also resume on Monday, February 19th. Uh, Balloon Party today, Josh Ennis will be filling in as he has all week, 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN. You can watch over there on YouTube. Right now you're listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.